together. What did you, what did ChatGPT come up with for us? Hello and welcome to Access to Justice. I'm your host, Heather Malarick of Merrick Law. My co-host is Evan Clark of Kahane Law. Hey, Evan. Hello. How are things in your corner of the world today? Well, things are good. Um, I'm a little stressed, feeling a little stressed. It's, it's actually subsiding. The stress is subsiding a little bit now, but I went for four days to Mexico, just a short vacay. And then um, I just got like hammered with work upon returning, which is, you know, it's good to be busy, but it was a little overwhelming. And you know what I think the problem is? I have a theory and I, I want to test it here, Heather, to see what you think. And All right. Kim, your input's good too. I think for, for each week that you're gone, you need at least one full day of just catching up on emails. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like email has gotten to the point where you're like, you almost need a full day of email control regardless. So if you're away entirely, it's yeah. I mean, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you. I support that theory. Kim, what do you think? I don't go away. I don't vacation. So I wouldn't know. <laughs> it would be a purely hypothetical question for Kim. Hypothetical. Yeah, I think it's at least one day. And the thing is, I try to kind of stay on top of the email while I'm gone, like scrolling through, getting rid of the stuff that I would just don't need in my inbox kind of thing while I'm away. So that's not, you know, it's a little bit better. But yeah, I think it's at least one full day. And what I, that's not, I did not do that. I had meetings the day I was back. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. that was a dumb move on my part. Mm -hmm. I paid I paid a dear price for that. I do find it helps to have at least a buffer day, sort of the day you leave or a day or two before you go and a day or two when you get back just so that you can mm -hmm. sort of decompress, re-entry into work. Yeah, I'll, tr I'll try to do better next time. Uh, how about you, Heather? How are you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm well. Nothing new, really. No. Um, how long have you had those glasses for? Oh, a little while. I don't wear them that often. Thanks for noticing, though. Okay. They're blue. <laughs> um, okay, well, without further ado, we're also joined by our very special guest, Kim McDonald of McDonald Advisory. Kim's a financial advisor and insurance advisor with Raymond James LTD. Hi, Kim. How are you? Hello, Heather. I'm doing great. I'm doing just great. I like your glasses also. Thank you. <laughs> Hard to find glasses that look good. <laughs> I like your look today too, Kim. You've got like a blazer going on with like a nice black shirt underneath. Yes, I was I was in Sherwood Park doing meetings today and flying all uh, many meetings today, flying all over the place, speeding everywhere, hopefully not getting caught. Uh, but sometimes you just need to power suit up. So that was today. <laughs> yeah. I see. I can feel the power just emanating from your screen. <laughs> Although, um, I don't know. Were you using the eyebrows at all? Because almost, almost always, they're <laughs> always part of the delivery now. <laughs> nice. And squinty eyes. That's the other thing. When you smile like squinty yeah. eyes. That's critical. <laughs> it's like you're communicating with a cat. We just want people to like us. Like we're good people, and they. We just need them to know quickly. So 
we're not trying to trick people. We're right, just right. trying to get the message across. We're all trustworthy. <laughs> that was that was one of my episodes that I'm doing today. So um, tell us more about what we're doing today, Evan. All right. Okay, I will. Let me tell you. No, fine. You do it, Heather. 2020 was an amazing year filled with fascinating stories, thought-provoking discussions, and inspiring guests. Today, we're taking a look back at some of the highlights from the past year of episodes. From psychologists to lawyers, we've had the opportunity to sit down with some really influential people, and we've covered a wide range of topics that have helped shape people's lives. Where are we starting today, Evan? What was your favorite episode? Oh, hold on. That was great, ChatGPT, except for one thing. <laughs> Uh-huh. I don't think we started in 2020. Oh, did I say 20? Oh man. <laughs> well, other than that, it was amazing. And we started in 2021, I think, and now it's 2023. And so our first I meant to say 2022, that was a verbal typo. Okay, that's a, that's all right. Um, and I can close my blind, but the lens flare will pass for those that are watching on. YouTube right now, I've got this crazy sun blazing through my camera, but I kind of like it. Um, okay. All right. Well, I mucked up the AI generated intro, but we're here to talk about our favorite episodes from our first sort of season. So. Yeah. So, so our, our first season, quote unquote, really spanned us about a year and a half or something like that. And we decided it would be useful to have one of those episodes of like, you remember back in the eighties and nineties, once in a while, your favorite sitcom would have a flashback episode where they'd be like sitting around telling stories or something. And then it would flashback and we're not going to do any actual flashbacks, but each of us chose five episodes that we thought were amazing, especially amazing. Cause they've, we've had just all amazing guests. So we each chose five episodes that we wanted to just highlight a couple points from, and we went back and listened to them. We don't actually ever listen to our episodes, but we chose these ones to go back and listen to. And um, yeah, so each of us have a couple points for each of um, our five episodes that we've chosen. So you want to start with me, Heather? Is that what you wanted to do? Yeah, I want to start with you. What's your first episode that you picked, Evan, and why is it why is it one of the ones that you chose to highlight? So I chose episode two. How much does a lawyer cost, or how much does your divorce cost? Basically, was the what the episode was about, and I chose it because I think it's a really important foundational episode. That's one of the reasons we did it for one of our first episodes and it did not disappoint Heather, you really nailed it. And, um, we talked about it together, of course, and Kim asked some amazing questions. Her perspective was really valuable here as well. And I don't want to spoil it, but there's basically two takeaways. Number one, you want to keep your, um, legal fees down limit volume of communication with your lawyer and maybe not so much volume, although that is important. Lawyers don't want huge long emails, but quantity as well. So, um, that was one of the things that, that we both stressed was, okay, like you want to send something to your lawyer, start the email, don't hit send, 
let it sit, think about it, add the other stuff that comes up later, and then send it instead of sending email and then another email. And then your lawyer's got like five emails from you in their inbox. Um, and the other thing is the cost for your divorce. And we, we actually came up with a range and the range was anywhere between around $1,500 to about 50,000 plus. That's how much a divorce would cost. And the, the, the amount that it costs is directly related to the amount of conflict in the divorce. So if you can keep the conflict down and you can keep your communications with your lawyer to, um, the, the minimum that is necessary in order to have your lawyer doing good work for you, you'll keep your legal fees down as low as possible. Hmm. But there's, there's lots of good stuff in there. You got to listen to it to hear, uh, all about it. Okay. Hmm. Since you chose me and now it's my turn to choose someone and I choose Kimmer's. Oh, um, okay. What's the first one you want to talk about? Oh, I, I really want to talk about family violence with Sarah Dargatz of Latitude Law. So is it is that right? Latitude Law or Latitude Family Law? Family Law, yeah. Okay, here's my point. Here's a, a killer quote. Anyone who thinks a child is in danger has a legal obligation to report it. And people outside of, uh, of vi family violence probably kind of know this, but they don't really know the, the importance of um, reporting any kind of violence in a family. So she says, exposure to conflict and violence changes kids' brains, and we must limit abuse on children. I think that's extremely important, uh, making sure that we care about the little kiddos' brains. Uh, the other point that I had completely forgotten that she mentioned was if there is an emergency to call legal aid, no matter what your income level is, or to go to the courthouse, I think you guys can correct me. I think it's called duty counsel uh, immediately. And this is where you can get something called an emergency protection order, an EPO uh, to protect you. So uh, if, if you take away anything from the episode, it's the process and what you need to do if there is a, a problem brewing. Um, she said it can be hard to find representation in the area because it's pretty niche, uh, the family violence area. So um, if you if you can't find somebody, um, reach out to our podcast. We know lawyers who work in this area. We can certainly help out. Of course, Sarah Dargat is amazing. Call her. Um, but there are others, too, if she's busy. Um, she mentioned it was dangerous to make assumptions about violence and because uh, I kept trying to figure out what violence truly meant. And uh, I think what it came down to is really just getting in contact with professionals who specialize in this area and they can sort of guide you along. Um, but it can be hard. Violence is hard to identify. Uh, she said good lawyers are assertive, not aggressive. Uh, I thought that was an amazing point um, to make. And um, if money's tight, there are still people out there who can help you uh, over at Legal Aid. Uh, so do reach out, uh, get information and uh, find the right path because the right path could be finding a mental health specialist first rather than a lawyer. So uh, your lawyer will help you identify that. And there are so many goodies in this episode that I think it is a must watch and a rewatch because uh, I was watching it for the second time and I felt like I hadn't watched it at all. Like all this information was just wonderful. Sarah did a great job. Love the episode. Amazing. 
Yeah. And I mentioned this a couple of times when we talked about you doing that episode that it's a tough one to distill because when I was doing the editing, um, I was like putting down markers like all over the place because Sarah just does such a good job at explaining things simply and in short chunks. Mm -hmm. Um, and the episode is like nonstop nuggets, mm -hmm. nonstop nuggets. Okay. Now, one thing that we're, um, we're going to do is have a timer going a two minute timer. Did I go over? Did I, uh, I didn't start it. So but now that you and I Kim, have had a chance to be very verbose, Heather, <laughs> you're going to be on the timer. Now I'm going to be limited to, to two minutes. Well, I don't even know if I need two minutes for the, one of the episodes I picked was how to shop for a lawyer. Um, I picked this episode because I think choosing the right lawyer can be really important and who you choose can be really influential on how your case proceeds and where it ends up. So, um, one of the takeaways, um, that I kind of gleaned from there was um, to think about where you want to end up and how you want to get there and then shop for your lawyer accordingly. So we have a lot of episodes that are kind of tie-ins to this about the various processes you can use and inform yourself of those different options and then look for a lawyer who works in that area and is going to be able to like use those tools most effectively to help you with um, with your process. And that's going to also influence where your bank account ends up because you're not going to be spending a bunch of time or money in a process that isn't suiting you or the problem. Um, we talked a bit about where to find lawyers or how to find them. Like, do you just type best lawyer, insert your city into the Google, <laughs> into the Google and see if that gets you anywhere. But I think we all agreed that asking around, uh, is a good, uh, good way to get a good bead on a lawyer and then to have a few consults with a few different people, uh, talk about approach, personality, their philosophy, and see if it's a good fit because it is going to be a longer standing professional relationship. You're going to pay them a lot of money. So um, it's important that you can work well with them. Nice. That was episode three. Excellent. Okay, Evan, you're back. I think, are you going to manage your own timer? Can we trust you to? <laughs> yes, I will. I will. Okay. Mine was, um, loans and credit in divorce. So this one was really good because we had, um, was Krista and she talked, one of the big things that she blew my mind open with was the spousal buyout program. Didn't know that existed. And what it is, is basically like the new home buyers program where you can get an insured mortgage and take up to 95% uh, or, or put only a 5% down payment down. It's the same kind of thing, except it's a refinance, which is not normally available to you. So that is pretty amazing. Like a lot of people don't know about that. And so when you're separating, you may be able to take up to 95% of the equity out of your home using the spousal buyout program, which can just help you access the money you need in order to 
finish the property division. So that was pretty powerful. Um, and she also talked about stress testing. There were new stress testing rules put in recently. And I imagine that has gone really done, wreaked some havoc with the crazy interest rates we have now compared to when we filmed the episode like a year and a half ago. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of like a bummer, but mm. the stress testing, but, uh, you know, hopefully kept some people out of trouble, uh, right now, because, Right now, that extra stress testing is really looking good because the whole point was, are you going to be able to handle your mortgage when interest rates get hiked? And now they've been hiked. So hopefully everybody out there uh, is doing okay and not losing their home. Yeah, exactly. All right, Kim. Okay, I'm up. Episode yeah. 27 with Jack Hopman. Mm. So this was an episode I was super into, probably could tell by the number of questions I was asking and, and my energy level, but he was talking about uh, prenups, cohabitation agreements, marriage contracts. What's the difference? Uh, when do you get these things? And he said the main thing to focus on is that we are looking to protect property uh, more so than cash flows. So if you have stuff and you are entering into a relationship, uh, he identified that uh, common law uh, or people living together for three years plus, um, or you are in a marriage, uh, he said these people, if they're going into a relationship and they have property, they may want to protect it. It is very difficult to protect uh, cash flows though. So take it sort of a buyer beware kind of thing. Um, but he he did mention that um, that we need to uh, pay special attention to making sure that we talk about this stuff when things are going well in a relationship, not when things start to go sideways because those conversations can be very hard. Uh, he identified the costs can be anywhere from 1500 to 15,000, 15,000 being people likely second marriages, lots of kids, lots of complications, but most young people doing it for the first time are probably in that basic 1500 category, which is affordable. And parents take note. If you want to give your kids a, a present for their wedding, uh, this would be a great option. They might not see it at the time, but thank you a big amount later. Um, so what else do I have here? Evan just showed me the timer and I'm running out of time to talk about my episode. Oh, a uh, big one. When parents gift money, make sure you indicate somewhere on the memo field of a check or on an email who the money is meant for. If it's just meant for your own kid, uh, let them know somehow. If it's meant for the couple, let them know somehow. Um, that is very, very important. Parents gifting money. Oh, oh no, I got cut off. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Am I really done? Okay. That's it. That's what I wanted to say. Nice. And, Heather, and Heather, you're up. Just so people know, I recorded that when we were talking about how we we're going to do this episode. And we're like, oh, can you have anything, bit? And I'm like, and that was the uh, timer that we chose. Anyways, <laughs> you're up, Heather. <laughs> right. <laughs> Heather, what's your next episode? The duck quack. <laughs> My next episode is episode 15, which was the basics of insurance with our very special guest, Kim McDonald. <laughs> and uh, I think Evan said at some point that this wasn't the sexiest topic. And I disagree. I think it's a very sexy topic to think about how you can protect yourself and your family and your assets with insurance. So um, 
I think Kim, you mentioned when, when Evan made that comment that you're like, maybe it's not the most exciting thing to read about, but I think as listeners tune in and listen to you talk about this topic, they can get a lot out of it, even if they don't think it's the most interesting topic, because you're obviously really knowledgeable and really excited about it. So just some highlights, you talked about the different types of insurance that are available. So life insurance, critical illness, disability insurance, um, and then explain some of the differences in there, what term versus whole life insurance is, but just in a really easy uh, to understand way. And then also kind of walked through a bit of the process of what you or someone like you would do to get this insurance in place and what kind of things to think about. So I just think it's such, such a great and important topic that most people maybe aren't that interested in, but I thought that you did a great job of making it interesting and accessible and, but really digestible. So to get like a real foundation on the topic in a short period of time. So listen to it. It's a good one. Yeah. And even though I said it's not sexy, I got like the sexiest insurance ever through Kim, which was the COVID insurance. <laughs> oh my God. Um, travel, travel insurance. For my turn again. It is okay. AlbertaLegal.org or Limited Scope Services and Legal Coaching with Ken Proudman. And this one was, again, dynamite. I mean, Ken is just a great guy, a great lawyer when it comes to um, abundance mentality. He's all about, what is the saying about tides lift, rising tides lift all ships? And Ken really believes that. And you can tell in, in his contributions to the profession and albertalegal.org is a website that is a great resource for anyone who's looking at, um, who wants to get help, but can handle some of the things on their own. It's limited scope or legal coaching is not for everybody, but if somebody can do feels comfortable doing some things on their own, that can be a really good option. And so Ken goes into a lot of detail about how that works, what kind of situations would be a good fit and goes through some of the resources of that website. So to get the full details, you got to listen to that episode. And that was episode 13. Okay, Kim. Number 13. All right. Episode eight, child therapy with Brandy. This was also an amazing episode. I don't have kids and I was fascinated the whole way through. Uh, there's lots of notes on our a2jpodcast.com uh, website uh, on this episode. I tucked in there for listeners, uh, but basically she, she says there's no perfect way to tell kids uh, that a divorce is happening, but she said there are rules of thumb and they need to reassure, people need to reassure uh, with messages of love. So she said, first things to do is to agree on a narrative before talking to the kids. Pick up their books, look at the words, look at the pictures and the information coming across and, and match that type of communication. She said, you could type it out into a Word document. I tried this after listening to this episode, uh, and it does give you a grade when you type it in on what what age range would be uh, interested in hearing this information. So you go to choose file, click options, proofing, check show readability statistics, and then choose review on the doc. 
through the document, uh, then spelling and grammar, and you'll get a grade level on your words. So you might need to pause this episode right now, listening to me on how to actually do this, but it works and it's very cool. Uh, there's a couple studies that she listed also on the a2jpodcast.com website that people can go and learn about kids' brains um, and how uh, divorce works for, for kids. Um, but she just also mentioned that this is a very adult topic for kids and parents need to be aware of that. Uh, she said, transitioning from one house to the other is stressful for all kids. So it might not be the parenting style of the other person, why kids act a little bit different when they come back to your own house. And this episode really has tons and tons of great information, reference book references, websites, all that kind of stuff. Um, and you should listen in. Brandy did an amazing job. If I had kids, I'd send them to Brandy, even if I wasn't getting divorced. She's amazing. <laughs> I agree. I, I remember from that episode, I remember, um, you know, her talking about that, about the, um, how to talk to children about it. And it's so, is, is one of those things. And, and my next episode as well, but it's not my turn, but it is also kind of about the children one. It's your turn, right, Heather? Yes. No, nope. yeah. it, it doesn't matter if they want to go for it and it's a better no, you segue, do it. you go you for it. You do it. Um, okay. My next episode was episode 16, which was about mediation with Jim Taylor. So Jim is a registered collaborative family lawyer, but he also does a lot of mediation work. Um, and he was a pretty easy person to talk to on this topic. Um, one of the things I really took away, so mediation is where you hire a third party to help sort out a dispute. And one of the things that um, I thought was really interesting that he said was that it, he doesn't necessarily characterize himself as unbiased, which I thought was like, oh, don't you have to be a neutral in between these two? But he said, when I talk to mom, for example, I'm going to listen to her and I am going to kind of sit in her, in her chair and walk in her shoes and try and imagine this situation from her perspective. So I'm engaging in her bias, but then I'm going to do the same thing when I talk to dad and think about things from his perspective so that I can try and figure out if there's things that are, you know, there's some area of agreement in between those two perspectives. And I thought that was really, um, really interesting. And I think could probably help listeners too, if they're going into mediation or in conflict with anyone um, to just kind of take that moment to try and bias themselves towards the other person. Um, other nuggets is that mediation can be really cost-effective because you're just paying one lawyer to help you out. They're not sitting as a lawyer, but they have the information and they can also draft the agreement. So um, it can really get you quite a way down the process with uh, lower bills. Nice. Yeah. And he overcame some of my um, objections about mediation in general because uh, he because of that piece that you just mentioned, the drafting the agreement. Okay, mine was Jeff Keller. Um, how does a child retain a lawyer? I don't know if that's the actual name. I don't know if we wrote down the actual names of the episodes. But <laughs> <laughs> anyways, because a child can't really retain a lawyer per se. But Jeff was this was such a good episode as well and he um 
he gets into it. Like, how does, how do you, sometimes people want to have their child have a lawyer. And so how does, how does that happen? Well, he, he tells you how that can happen. It's got to happen with a court order, but some of the nuggets that he threw out there were things like, um, kids, what they want, while that may be important, depending on their age, it's not the only thing. And it's not the deciding factor most of the time. Uh-huh. And he talked about how smart kids are, how perceptive they are. And often they know exactly what's going on and they will use that to their advantage. They'll manipulate, manipulate. They learn how to do that. Um, and you know, and not in a malicious way, he's not saying kids are little manipulators. Uh, it's just, they want to please and they want what they want and their brains aren't fully developed and they'll use the tools they have. Um, and there was a couple points where I said, I wish every person that's in it going through a divorce could, could hear that. And he was like, me too. And one of those was about, you know, what the kid wants. That's not a Trump card, um, for sure. But also there was just some other good ones. You have to listen to it to find out. He talks about conflict, how it affects children and what his role is in helping have the child's voice be heard. Whenever there's children in a divorce, it adds a layer of complexity. Listen to what he has to say. So listen to that episode. Done. Cameras. Yeah, Jeff's so engaging to listen to. And and he's yeah, like, he's, he's almost like effervescent. Like his personality really comes out and you can see why he would be such a great choice for kids. There's something, there is something special about him. Yeah, yeah it was a great episode. I've got episode number one, the very first for A2J podcast, Collaborative Law. What the heck is this thing? And Heather came out uh, to tell us what we needed to know. She said, hard on the problem, easy on the people. And uh, I thought that was a great uh, few words to kind of get people uh, interested in what collaborative law really is. So, of course, you got to tune into this episode to get all the nuggets. But basically, she mentioned that you have a choice and how you want to approach your divorce. And you can choose stressful way or you can choose uh, perhaps a route that might deliver a less stressful outcome. And collaborative is not, it's just like not an ad hoc word. It's an actual thing where people, parties come together, agreements are signed not to go to court. And it really is a, um, a discussion on the best way to work through, uh, your, your final settlement. So, um, it was fascinating. She tied in other professionals and neutrals, uh, in health and finance. Um, and, um, yeah, she just really talks about how information was collected uh, what happens if it goes wrong? Uh, where do we go from there? Um, Evan tried to get some information from me that I didn't wasn't very clear about delivering, which is kind of funny. Um, and uh, he, I think Heather really just clarified that your lawyer does want the right process for you. If you visit a collaborative lawyer, it doesn't necessarily mean you're going to end up in collaborative law. They will identify if the process is right for you. If it isn't right, they. She provides some nuggets on when it isn't right for you. And uh, lawyers are very good at addressing and digging into to the, the, the person in front of them to find out what is the right, the right way to proceed. So, um, yeah, I think it just instills a lot of trust in lawyers and what the, what they're trying to do with people. And, oh, I got cut off again. Oh, Evan, 
I'm so close to getting done. And then, she was saying so many nice things about me. I think was, we can let her continue for a little longer. It's so hard to get information, true information on collaborative law and why so many people choose it. And Heather, you just like, you're so smart. And I, I think that really came across in that episode. Everybody tune in. Yeah. Yeah. Look, we had episodes one, two, and three on here. And there's a reason we started with those ones because we felt intuitively that there was a gap in knowledge there that we wanted to get out to people. So, um, and that's just such a good example. A lot of people don't know that collaborative even exists and Heather gets into the details. So. Thanks. Heather, you're up to bat. What's next? Okay, my next episode that I chose was real estate law, which is maybe another like potentially unsexy topic. Um, but Jeff Kahane came on and knocked it out of the park. I thought he was super engaging. Um, you'll have to listen right to the end to hear all about his Pez collection, which was really uh, fun to hear about. <laughs> Um, but I think this is another one of those topics, kind of like the insurance topic, where most people are going to come into contact with this. They're either going to sell or buy a home at some point in their life or both or do this several times. And it's often your biggest asset or one of your biggest assets. But I know when I bought my home, I didn't really have a great idea of like what the real estate lawyer was doing or what an RPR was and why there was one and what is title. And Jeff just took us right through that whole process sort of from beginning to end, explaining all of those things along the way in, um, just such an accessible way. And he's just, he was fun to listen to. So he talked about what title is title insurance. So how you can about what's been in the news lately about people swooping in and selling houses out from under folks in BC and Ontario. And um, I wondered if title insurance would help in those situations. I assume it does. Uh, he talked about having a real estate. I don't know. Evan's given a look. I don't know. Maybe it does. Maybe it doesn't. We'll have to have him come back on and maybe answer that question. Cause I, I was thinking about that a lot. Um, he also, for anybody who's a real estate agent that is listening, he has a real estate agent hotline. You can call him or his office and he, they will answer questions that real estate agents have. <laughs> Oh, there we go. So much. There was so much to pack in from that episode. It was such a good one. Yeah, Jeff. Jeff is pretty great, and he does these Kahane legal minutes. So you can look those up on YouTube. He's got these little one-minute, two-minute shorts, and lots of those are on real estate, but they're also about other things. Okay, my last one was the FSA. the first home savings account. Is that, do I have that right, Kim? Well, they call it the tax-free first home savings account. But I think like we're all going to end up shortening it to first home savings account. Okay. I, I have a hunch. Tax-free savings account, which was like bleeding edge. I don't even know if you can even open one of these accounts even no. still. But Kim just was all over it. And it's pretty exciting. Um, you heard it here first, folks. Seriously, because you will hear about it. it, it for sure. Um, and that's just the kind of access that we give you to information here on the podcast. Um, and so it's pretty phenomenal in that 
uh, it's like a hybrid between an RSP and a tax-free savings account in that you, um, and correct me if I'm, if I'm wrong, Kim, but what I remember is when you put money in it, it comes off of your income. Is that right? For that year? Mm, correct. But unlike an RSP, you can't just kind of do it retroactively. It happens in the year that you do it in. And then it grows tax-free, just like a tax-free savings account. So pretty powerful combination. Now there's limits on, there's contribution limits, there's a lifetime contribution limit. Um, and you don't have to actually be a first-time buyer. Uh, Heather asked that question. Um, but I think it's, you, you can't have bought a house in the last five years. And yeah, more details to follow because uh, like I said, they're not even, you can't even get one yet. Uh, and so there will probably be some clarification around rules and stuff, but it's coming and you heard it from Kim first. So listen to that episode because it's so good. We, we yeah. sort of think they're going to be pushed out in the summertime. We think that's about as early as any firm's going to be able to, to launch. So we'll see. Huh. All right. Heather? It's now. It's Kim's turn. Oh, Kim. Yeah, sorry, Kim. Okay. So I had this episode i don't know like i mean this was given to me i was assigned <laughs> this episode well, i don't think it was, was my favorite but it did wow. have a lot of good information i i don't know I feelings are hurt now you were assigned it because um heather and i couldn't do it because it was us <laughs> okay so this is episode 31 questions and answers on the law. And so we did some definitions up front, learning about different words like consent orders, affidavits, subpoenas, like appeals. What are these things? We hear them on TV. Um, you get the straight answers. And Heather and Evan actually took a lot of time to give us very, very clear answers on uh, what is a commissioner for oaths and what what does it mean when a lawyer has LLB versus a JD? Is one smarter than the other? We find out all this information, which is actually kind of interesting. Um, but then we got into a more interesting second half of that episode that jumped into uh, more a situational um, uh divorce, uh, I don't know, vignettes. So uh, we kind of touched on things like uh, what what child support is. Is it the right of the child or the right of the parent? I mean, you're going to find out all of that on this episode. Um, but it was one of the things that I really thought was important for people to hear was that when a household goes from one household to two households, there is almost always a reduction in money. So expecting the same uh, lifestyle, the exact same lifestyle when you split your household in two is uh, pretty, pretty hard to imagine. So listen in. There's lots of goodies on child support in there, supposed to support. Um, get on the question and answer episode. Is that all of them or do you have one more, Heather? I've got one more left. Okay, let's go. Okay. Uh, my last pick. Wait, wait, was... wait. Before you go, who is oh. smarter, the JD or the LLB? It's got to be the LLB. Yeah. Not telling. Yeah. yeah. You might be fooled because JD has doctor in it and LLB is a bachelor of laws, but the LLB is definitely smarter. Yeah. And you can tell because 
Heather has an LB and I have a JD. So <laughs> one's for older people and then younger people. Can you still choose? Is that, is that, no, you can't choose. No, you can't choose. You no. have to take a JD now. Yes. Now I want to know, Evan, what would you choose? If you could choose, what would you pick? Uh, who knows? I mean, I like LLB because it shows you got some street cred, but if everyone could just choose and it wouldn't have the same standing, right? Right. Um, so look, yeah. JD is what I got and I'm proud of it. And I'm very, I'm even more prouder of Heather. <laughs> Gonna go get my, uh, sharpen my pain after this. <laughs> All right. Okay. Start, start the clock. My last pick was employment law. Again, I think this oh. is an important episode because, um, most people have a job and are going to have a job at some point in their life. And it's probably, or they're going to hire people or both. And it's probably important to understand just the real basics of what's involved in employment law. So my buddy Mark came on and just really clearly explained and gave like really good examples and illustrations of what is dismissal with cause? What's dismissal without cause? Is there a difference in the money you can expect as a result of that? Uh, he talked about um, what kind of things an employment lawyer can help with. He touched a little bit too on labor law, so that's like union stuff, um, and that that's completely separate from an employment law or standard employment law and is usually kind of a bit more of a specialized area. Um, so it was just really informative. He, again, he's a really clear speaker, gave great examples, I think gave a really great summary of the this area that's helpful for anyone who has a job to just have a little bit of a listen in and get a primer on the basics. Yeah, and I, because of that episode, I called him up in the summertime. I was helping a client, a corporate client who was dealing with a uh, uh, dismissing uh, an employee and um, Mark was great. He, he I, I love that episode as well. There's so many great things in there. So, yeah, I agree. I think we need to have him back after that episode. There was a whole pile of things that just came up in everyday life that had to do with employment law for people that I knew or whatever. And uh, I think we only scratched the surface with him. So look, I'm sorry that we didn't start every one of these was telling you the episode number and the guest, but it's down below if you're watching on YouTube and it's in the show notes. If you're listening, um, if you're just listening on a podcast platform, we'll put all of them in there so that you can quickly see what episodes um, to go check out. But you know what? When we started this, I don't know what our expectations were. I don't think we had any. Um, but it, so far we've been doing it for, like I said, about almost two years. I think we started in April of 2021 was the first one we did. And, um, for me, it's just been an absolute pleasure working with the two of you all the time on this and, and, um, working with you to get information out of our guests and, and helping each other to kind of develop this thing. So it's just been a pleasure and I hope we can do it for many years to come. 
Uh, likewise, Evan, and I've been so grateful for every single one of our guests. I mean, this was a chore trying to pick some of our favorites. And for me, I kind of just narrowed it down to the ones that I thought had the broadest reach because all of our guests have been amazing and all of our episodes are so informative and helpful. And yeah, it's just been a pleasure. And I look forward to making some more episodes and learning a bunch more about stuff. Kimmers, what do you think? I agree. I agree so much. I think we don't need to tell people that we fight like cats and dogs behind the scenes, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, kidding. Yeah. just kidding. I'm sure people wonder what our relationship is like outside of this podcast. Um, and it's pretty funny, actually. I think it's like, it's hilarious and fun and amazing. You two are, are extremely interesting to listen to. And uh, I'm in awe with, of your communication <laughs> techniques. I flub my words up all the time and all you two dish out is poetry. So uh, it's <laughs> yeah. been quite, quite fun for me listening in. And like you said, Heather, like so many of our episodes uh, are, have really good information in there. And I'm, I'm so um, uh, elated that all these professionals will come on this program and, and give up uh, some, some pretty key pieces of the puzzles that they work in. So yeah, it's been a whole pile of fun for me. I'm, I'm back for season two. Let's fire this up. Um, we'll see what uh, exciting things and, and who we bring on this year. Yeah. Now that you say that, Kim, one of the, like the episode that I talked about first, the cost of a lawyer, uh, I call, I say statement of defense when I meant to say statement of claim. So I put like a little thing on the video on the YouTube version of it, but anyone who's just listening to it, like there's no correction. It's just kind of like out there. I just said the wrong document. So very embarrassing. I, you know what? That's actually an interesting point. Like I remember on the insurance episode, I, I said something that I was like, I'm not totally happy with that, where I think I indicated that you could have, um, your like the bus driver as as the recipient of your life insurance, but really you have there has to be an insurable interest uh, with the people that you're doing your insurance with. So I th I think that's interesting you brought that up, Evan, because I think about my episode and that one thing I said that I wasn't happy with. Heather, what did you think, have something? I don't I think, think you I, said that, Kim. I think because, that came out. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think or you said clarified. that because I would have. Cause I knew that already that because of my insurance law class. So okay. I feel like we would have re resolved that. So I'm sure your episode okay. was actually perfect and Heather listened to it. So she knows. Okay. Well, That's yeah, right. it was clarified. <laughs> Cause I asked like, can you just go buying insurance for anybody <laughs> right <laughs> on anybody's life? Like, well, that person doesn't look so risky. healthy. <laughs> Take it in. <laughs> and we said we talked about that. So, uh, well, I didn't even know what year it was um, in the intro. So, you know, we all we've all had our flubs. <laughs> you know, but that's but that's part of what I like about it is like we're we are who we are. We're not trying to be anybody. We're not. And you get all of us warts and all, which is part of why it's so important that we have disclaimers at the end of every episode because. We make mistakes. We're doing this to try and provide a service and we're not, and we're doing it in a way that's sustainable so we can keep doing it, which means we're not, we don't have some crazy research team or anything like that. We're shooting from the hip, trying not to say anything wrong, trying to give good quality advice, but sometimes we make mistakes. We are, we are pretty much who you see on the screen or who you hear in the podcast because, um, you know, we, it's not that we get together all the time socially, but we do from time to time. And it's, you know, it's really no different than what you hear our, our banter on the show in general. So. No, it's not. <laughs>
Okay, so did um, ChatGPT give you an outro or? Uh... Well, no, it's a notes. It's a well, uh, um, maybe we should have a ChatGPT episode, Heather, because it sounds like you've been looking into it and I'd love to hear what you've been doing. Yeah, I've just been playing. It's been kind of fun. It's fascinating to see what it can do. So if you find a way to integrate it into your practice, I want to know all about it. Mm, yeah, well, I think that's a question right now is can lawyers use this? And if they do, do they have to disclose it? And like that judge that said that can't remember what country it was in Canada or the U.S. I don't think uh, it's like Colombia or somewhere. And he's like, yeah, I use chat GPT to write this judgment. <laughs> in playing with it so far this is my impression it's great at generating a bulk of content but you really need to read it and review it and if it's really specific sort of factual or interpretation type of information you need to have the knowledge to know if it's accurate or not because it like it writes it pretty confidently Right. right. You ask it a question, it'll give you an answer. Um, but so will my eight-year-old. Right. Exactly. Yeah. As if so, he knows what he's talking about. Mm -hmm, it doesn't mm -hmm. matter. He'll talk, he'll tell it to you as if it's fact. Yeah. So I think that human element is still pretty important in there to fact check and verify that it's on the right track. So nice. Well, if you've listened this far, we're sure glad to have you with us. And um, yeah, uh, hopefully we've got lots of more great content, content to deliver to you over the next many moons and years. Let's go. That's what my 12 year old would say. Let's go. <laughs> Any information in this video is general information only and is not, nor is it intended to be legal advice. Watching this video does not create a lawyer-client relationship. You should always seek the advice of a lawyer or other qualified professional for advice regarding your individual situation. While we take care to ensure that the information contained in this video is accurate and up-to-date, we make no warranties or representations as to the suitability, completeness, or accuracy of the information contained in this video. Any reliance you place on the information is at your own risk. Kahane Law Office, Merrick Law, Heather Mallorick Professional Corporation, Evan Clark Professional Corporation, Evan Clark, Heather Mallorick, and any guests will not be responsible nor liable in any way for any content, including but not limited to any errors or omissions in the content, or for any loss or damage of any kind incurred as a result of any content communicated in this video, whether by Evan Clark, Heather Mallorick, or by a third party. Kim McDonald is a financial advisor with Raymond James Limited. Information provided is not a solicitation, and although obtained from sources considered reliable, is not guaranteed. The view and opinions contained in this media are those of Kim McDonald, not Raymond James Limited. Securities-related products and services are offered through Raymond James Limited, member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, which is not a member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Raymond James advisors are not tax advisors, and we recommend that clients seek independent advice from a professional advisor on tax-related matters. Insurance products and services are offered through Raymond James Financial Planning Limited, RJFE, a subsidiary of Raymond James Limited, which is not a member Canadian Investor Protection Fund. When providing life insurance products, financial advisors are acting as insurance representatives of RJFE. Darkness of the Dales dissipates, declines.